14 podcast and ladies and gentlemen baseball is here pitchers catchers have reported we had to come at you live after day one of spring training so much stuff so much shit to talk about avery so much shit we got donnie baseball rocking a father time ass beard we got alec manoa dropping weight we got an offensive coordinator how are you feeling man you got the little you got the little tingles from this I do. It is. There's such a dump of news that came across the feed today. A, a crazy amount, man. Um, it feels a little different than last year. Excitement levels wise. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, I didn't get as juiced this year as maybe some other years, but I love seeing them in the uniform on the field. That's always my favorite thing. I can't really care about like the Gosman quotes, like where he says, it sucked that we lost last year. Obviously, it's just the most classic answers. I won't read in too much into the player stuff, but some of the tidbits, seeing Alec Manoa, that's the stuff that I live for, uh, and I'm very, very excited about. And I think another element um, is why we're more excited is obviously with the growth of this brand, obviously, man. That, that plays a massive aspect for me. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing gate 14 listeners at games. I'm looking forward to obviously like just covering the team and knowing that there's going to be people on our side, uh, listening to us going, like going through a day in day out with the bull with gate 14 boys, you know? So that plays a massive factor in my excitement as well. But last year we had, you say this year we had Alec Manoa. Let's go right into that. Um, Alec Manoa honestly looks like he is just genuinely just a normal looking in shape dude now. And I know some people on Twitter tweeted a picture of him from last year to this year. My God, dude, like I got to give his flowers. Cause I, we were obviously not biggest Alec Manoa haters, but we hated the guy for obviously the lack of effort he put into the season last year. He looks insane, man. He really looks insane. He, there was the one thing I kept repeating last year. I think people probably got tired of it. You, you definitely got tired of it. The first step to Alec Manoa regaining confidence from the fan is at least showing that he cared about his body. And because we're not going to see if he's any good at baseball again until March 28th, or he won't start on March 28th, whenever they start, he'll be in April. That's the first time we're going to find out if Alec Manoa is good or not. Sure, the spring stuff will happen. Um, you'll see where I think spring dictates a little bit, though. Like it dictated uh, you it say, you with... say took spring and went right into the season. And that it can help people for sure. If he does uh, the Gulf Coast League outing in spring, yeah, confidence is shot for sure. Um, but I think we will get a couple good outings where people are saying, okay, let's wait till we face a real lineup, which where will be a good thing at, for him. Where are you at with the beard on Alec, though? Like, I think okay, he looks okay, all here. As a fact person, I think it helps hide his face a little bit and might make him a little skinnier. I think the, he looks Amish. I so like I was a fellow. Can I have some electricity? <laughs> I think he looks fucking Amish. That's a British accent. Amish people speak normally. <laughs> I think he I, looks I, like so. A my, my thing was, I thought Amish. he was trying to look like a West Virginia mountaineer. That's the thing. And I, I wish he came out that he went Aaron Rodgers mode and went into the forest and just did a shit ton of ayahuasca and just like. I figured it out now, but honestly, man, I gotta give I gotta give my flowers to the guy. He looks fucking insane. He and, looks really good. And down thirty. So okay, you've seen the pictures of him now. My brother told me last time that his starting weight last year was three hundred and thirty pounds. What do you think he weighs right now? 
I think he's I think he's 283. 270, 275. You think he 270? Yeah, he does look slim, man. He does. He, oh, 100%. I think he just He's a huge guy. Like Yeah, and he also how tall he is plays a factor in I guess why you'd think he'd weigh 280, but he, I, I he totally... looks like a offensive line like a skinnier than an offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm not sure, but moral of the story is I think he is treating this spring training and I'm I hope he talked to you say we talked about how good friends they are. I think uh you say's obviously spoken about it a lot too. I think he's going the Yusei route, man. I think every single start that he has in spring training, he's treating like a regular season game in terms of like intensity, uh, in terms of just like, I got to go here and throw my pitches, hit my spots. I'm trying to make a team. I'm not Chris Bassett. I'm not Kevin Gossman. I'm not already on the club. I'm trying to make a fucking team. And the Jays coming out today and saying that they're stretching out uh, Bowden and Mitch White to become starters. That's kind of a kick in the ass to Manoa, and, man. And uh, Yrod's going to be stretched out too. That's three guys. So that's a kick in the ass there to Alec Manoa. And uh, I, I I truly do think that Alec Manoa will come out and out top. And if he doesn't, you got a great guy in Bowden Francis right behind him, man. Uh, and honestly, Mitch White even kind of looked good, especially that back half of the AAA season last year where he's throwing like 97. So it's a good race. It's a good problem to have when you have multiple good starting pitchers. That was the and- one quote I didn't get was from Alec. He said something about getting punched in the mouth last year. I'm glad he can finally realize how – Fucking embarrassing it was for everyone involved. It was a train wreck. Yeah. It was an absolute fucking train wreck. What what it's not talked about enough because obviously it kind of got hidden in the hidden in the shadows because how good this pitching staff was, but he was fucking embarrassing last year. And he'll be the first to tell you. The guy was a fucking bum. Yeah. Like uh, just a real life bum. So I'm happy to see him put the work in. Obviously, fans are. This is the first step of it. The second step is being able to perform and pitch in spring training and be a competent pitcher against big league hitters that he's facing in spring training, as well as some of the minor league guys. So um, I'm looking forward to that. That's obviously the story of the, that's the story of this spring training, right, Avery? It's not like a hot take. It's the story of it right now. No, I I really didn't know what the story was going to be. And then I, I was like listening to sports talk radio for the first time in forever, or I was listening to Overdrive, and it, they said the story is Alec Manoa. And then I realized, yeah, everyone wants to see how big he is when he shows up today. Do you think you think it would have been nice to kind of parade him around? Because he looks great. This was Alec Manoa beauty contest. Perfect first start. Maybe he could have even shown people, like, get on the scale and say, hey, motherfuckers, look at this. Like, look how much weight I actually dropped. I'll say this, though. I kind of miss having a kind of fat guy carve on the mound because it would make Yankee fans – it made Yankee fans so mad that, like, quote-unquote, in their terms – a fat slob was like shoving it down their fucking throat at Yankee Stadium. I'll say it. Um, it's like that part Step Brothers where like Dale and Brennan get full time jobs and like uh Dr. Doback is like, Man, I miss my fucking son, you know? Yeah. It's that same thing. But happy for Alec, obviously. Weight loss is a good for his health, obviously, especially where he was last year. So I am excited to see that. And you know what? If I'm the Jays, fuck it. Make him start game one of spring training. Just throw his ass in the fucking fire. Throw it. Yeah. Throw his ass in the fucking fire. I hope he, the first game we go to, I hope he's pitching in. I would like to see oh that. Oh, my God. At, at, the, at the boss's stadium? At the Yankees for spring training. I think night game would be awesome for him, him to start at. But everything else we saw him throw today, they said he's going to speak tomorrow, I believe. Surely there'll be some nothing burger quotes we'll get from that, but. Um, 
those beat reporters. I don't know though. He's kind of a walking soundbite though. Uh, in a good way or in a bad way at this well, point? Well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily. Last a good year, way. he was doing an awesome job as a fan. Everything he said was like fans love to hear it. I love to hear it when he said yeah. he hates the Yankees the whole time. He thinks Garrett Cole was overrated. That other quote that he had, that was and awesome. Really I up. hope the PR team said he should 180 it this year and just. And they, I probably will. It sucks, but. I'm not even saying that. Like, I'm I'm saying in terms of, like, just self-deprecation where he just, in the meeting, he's like, listen, guys, I was a fucking embarrassment last year. Like, just openly says it. Like, that's a, another good way to win the fans over. Yeah. Like, just openly saying, I was a fucking embarrassment last year. I let I let this team down. I didn't come in prepared. I let I let the fans down. That's, a, that's another good way to get the fans over, right? Yeah. So, yeah. that's that's a pretty good one. So, I will we will look out for that. We'll see what. He has to say. Yeah, and then the next thing that I want to talk about, uh, obviously you made this kind of index here, but just another, just the funniest nothing burger quote that just no idea what the fuck this means is Ross Atkins saying that uh, Donnie Baseball is like above Guillermo on the hierarchy now with the hitting stuff. So he's the bench coach and the offensive coordinator. Like we said multiple times on the podcast, I hope he wears the headset. Um it is just what the fuck are we talking? Like what? What are we talking about? Like what is this? Like the offensive coordinator? I, I just I don't even get just such of like what I, I don't get what he's doing. Like is Guillermo like did Guillermo get technically demoted or like? Well, it seems most definitely that Guillermo got uh, <laughs> demoted. So what they said in the most of these are Keegan or Caitlin McGrath quotes. Shout out! They, they just. Caitlin McGrath just followed us. Shout out Caitlin McGrath. Yeah, and Keaton quotes. Uh, there is some Scott Mitchell, sadly, in here. But, um, yeah, pretty much everything's from Keegan. That said that last year, Dave Hudgens, Patriot, led the strategy, and Guillermo led the fundamentals. <laughs> I, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I, I guess... Well, Hudgy Bear is gone in Florida. I guess he's helping uh, DeSantis well, run or something like that. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Hudgens was on his phone the whole time. He was not leading any strategy. No. He was leading no, 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 Trump's no. campaign, not. Yeah. I, I uh, The thing about Dave Hudgens is, is, like, he is such a nothing human being to me. I, I couldn't care less. And at the end of the day, they're big league hitters. Like, the coaches don't really matter that much. But I don't think he's hit year, the ball. Yeah. Adam Frazier did say last year that, that Orioles were one of the best prepared teams. He told me and Luplo that that Orioles are the one like one of the most prepared baseball teams he's ever played for with like hitting meetings and hitter meetings and all that type of stuff. So I don't know, it might make a difference, but Donnie Baseball, a very old school style <laughs> type of coach, is not looking at your goddamn baseball savant page with the uh, with the offense showing your uh go go pitches and fucking shit no. like that. I promise you that. So Guillermo's role really I've no idea what he's gonna do because Hag's there too and Hag seems to be the guy that all the Buffalo people love is Guillermo there to translate maybe I true I, I honestly I have no idea I, I I don't know what Guillermo his role is but it sounds like the best job on the planet he's pretty he much the backup like he, QB he's yeah. the backup quarterback for the Toronto Blue Jays where he's just like if I get fucked up, to, like, yes, I don't really have to worry about anything uh, <laughs> because I'm the middleman, pretty much. Like, 
I don't really have to do that much. Uh, Matt Hag's going to pretty, pretty much be running the ship. And Donnie Baseball is now my boss. So it's kind of rock. And you know Donnie Baseball is not is so stubborn. He's not going to ask for help from fucking anyone on the planet. I am. Yeah, he's never led a good offense in baseball ever. He hasn't been a part of one when he's managed um, or <laughs> hitting coach, I'm pretty sure. Because he was obviously with the Dodgers. Yeah. Surely they had to have been decent. But then the Marlins and now the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's weird, but I don't have any trust in Donnie Baseball to make this team reach their ceiling. What if this team just goes 2021 mode with Donnie Baseball at the helm and he looks like like Rain Man of hitting? It'll rock. I don't I wouldn't even get like is Donnie when you say offensive coordinator, why wouldn't you just call them the hitting coordinator? Because offensive is so college baseball coaches, right? Did your head coach coach third base? Yeah. That's what I think of an offensive coordinator, pretty much. Someone getting like the running game going, that type of thing, not how they control their hitting. So for me, I, I have no idea what this means. And it has provided way less clarity than I thought before. Yes, which is exciting. They now just said just... Donnie Baseball's head offensive. God. I think the leading thing is, is now it's hard for fans to know who to blame. Like, do we blame Guillermo? Do we blame Ross? Like, do we blame Don Mattingly if this team wasn't hit? Do we blame Hag? Where, where's the pointing? Where's the fingers being pointed? Because there's not really any role that's being, like, set in stone where we understand 100% what it is. There's not. Yeah, I don't think you can ever point a finger at Hag this year saying he's the reason they're Yeah, exactly. Up. You can only really give him praise if they get better. Which <laughs> yeah, is like, some, well, be- I'm all some in people that. figure it out. I'm all in on that. But let's go on to the next thing. Speaking about Donnie Baseball. The new beard. Uh, oh, my God. I'll say it. I hate it. Uh, he looks like the golden bachelor. <laughs> in the fucking 70-year-old bachelor. I'm not an old shamer, obviously. I'm not I'm not an ageist. I'm not an ageist, as the kids say. But Donnie Baseball with a gray beard just doesn't feel right to me. He's a mustache guy, or he's a no-beard guy that just looks miserable all the time. I can't picture Donnie Baseball... Like, that would be like Pete Walker getting a beard. He's known for his fucking mustache. Donnie Baseball is obviously known for his mustache. What are we doing growing a full-blown father-time-ass beard? I, don't, I got, what do you, like, you know what I'm saying? What, what are we doing? Yeah, unfortunately, my old man has the exact same beard. Just the whitest thing you've seen. But is he old. known for a mustache, though? No, he's not no. like, he's not like nationally known in baseball as the mustache dude. It's true. You Maybe know? he's trying to protect his skin, though. Like, those guys are From definitely not. Yeah. They're not taking care of themselves. Uh, I think he looks good. I'll I'll say it. He's in his, as the coordinator changing things up. Yeah. The headset's gonna look really good during the game. He's missing a massive thing though. Like if you get a beard that big, you kind of gotta do like steroids or something like. You, you gotta like get <laughs> yoked. You know what I mean? Like you gotta a- get massive and just get a massive beard, and then you're just like, all right, this guy was locked in this offseason. So yeah, we'll keep it. We'll monitor that. We we'll will monitor that. It. We'll monitor that. Um, the next thing that we've got to go into is uh, Stroman starting the Yankees home opener, potentially. Uh, this is my World Series. Um, Marcus Stroman is the most pick-me, pick-me, look-at-me motherfucker that has ever walked a baseball field. Him posting on Instagram today, like, sorry to my family and my friends and my acquaintances if I don't answer your text messages. I'm working. There is no job on the planet where you are 
constantly 24-7 working or focusing on baseball where you can't answer your family. And two, you couldn't have just texted them that shit. You had to put it on your story. I wild shit, Avery. I did Honestly. see I did see multiple Yankees fans tweet they're ready to run through a wall for him. Yeah. And sure. that's the Marcus Stroman experience. Is it's awesome at the start. And boy, does it change by the end of his tenure it gets there. So it gets so unbelievably annoying halfway through it. Um I I'm I hope he gets his dick punched in in this home opener because booed off the fucking mound. Oh, against the Jays like that. I'll tell you what, that might be the most watched gate 14 stream of all time. That, that, that specific game. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for streaming again, dude. Like just talking with the people, watching the game, sweating the game with the people. Obviously now, like we got some stuff announced uh, that we have to announce in the next couple of weeks, but, um, Awesome. I'm excited for it. So, uh, Marcus Stroman, I, home opener at Yankee Stadium. This is either going to be storybook type shit or yep. this is your funeral at the Yankee Stadium, brother. Rodon type shit. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, where, where are you at with that, Avery? Like, do you think, like, that's going to – like, that's the greatest outcome ever? Yo, I – yeah. Like a Vlad first inning home run. Uh, he gives up five through four and a third. And he get he comes off the field to booze as his first game in the Bronx. That is the for us as fans of the other side of it, that would be the funniest outcome possible. I would love to see him boot off the field. Yeah. And then obviously the next thing, uh, shout out to Avery, obviously, for making this outline is uh <laughs> Vladimir the only podcast in the world that doesn't do an outline pretty much ever. And we get shout outs for we do it one time. Yeah. And uh Vladimir Guerrero Jr. being at the arbitration hearing. In my mind, when I heard that, I pictured Vladdy like at the kitty table. You know what I mean? Like at like at Christmas dinner, you have the you have like the the agents and the arbiters and like the uh, obviously like the uh, that, the, the Jays, and then you just got Vladdy at the kitty table, just like <laughs> over there, like listening to what they're saying about him. Uh, it's 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 just it's the funniest visual in my life I've ever heard, and. Vladdy being there for that is so goddamn funny because there's no really other outcome besides kind of negative on that because they were burying him probably in the arbitration. That's how it works. The Blue Jays want to prove why they want to pay him less money than what he wants. And the way you do that is by saying the negative things that you think about him and presenting stats and other players that give the same output that he does and the the players at Vladdy's output in wins above replacement last season are embarrassed. So I'm sure they brought that up. It can't be a good thing for Vladdy. They're not saying nice things about him. They're not talking about him as a person at all. They're talking about purely what, what he is doing on the field. And it wasn't good last year. No, but they did say, they did say, um, this is the Ross Atkins quote that um, they wanted to make sure there's no lasting damage. Uh, on the relationship, right? This is what Caitlin McGrath wrote. And uh, Ross came out and said, he's going to work hard to make sure that that is not the case at all. And they will repair whatever it is. Um, Don't think it's that easy, to be honest. After but his I, body I li- bagging a dude? Yeah, I, li- I like his optimism. <laughs> it is funny. Um, And then the next thing, uh, Ross Atkins quotes that honestly don't make sense. I, 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 I'm trying to like understand this one. So he said, at this point, additions that would be of significance would mean some level of subtraction. Obviously, I get that. But that's just how trades work, though. 
Like I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like Avery, like what, what, the, what is he talking about here? Uh, I don't know who that quote was necessarily for because it does nothing for us. It doesn't make sense from his point of view. And what well, there's still free agents available. I guess that's him saying they're done with free agents. Yeah. I'm not ready, and I'm not ready to totally believe that yet. I uh, think there's a big trade happening. I really do. I'm under that belief. Okay. I'll believe it. I'll drink. Do you Kool-Aid. think Ross saying this is good for bargaining him telling other agents, Hey, we're done. And then they come back. Said, oh, we're interested in a smaller deal, maybe. And Ross yeah, said, oh, okay. I don't know. It's definitely good business. I, it's just originally when I read it, I didn't understand it. And then he also said, now it makes more sense operationally for us if we consider an addition that we should be subtracting. Again, that is quite literally how trades work. Like, I, I don't know what he's trying to say here. I'll be honest with you. I, I, like, I tried to get it. I, I don't know what he's trying to say. But the 40 man's like, full, you quite literally have to take someone off your team if you're going to add another person. Yeah. So I don't. The quote sucked. <laughs> He's Everyone says he sucks at talking, and every time he does this, I believe them more and more. Yeah. What, just, is, what in the world is that quote? It's I don't know what he's saying. Uh, I don't know what he's hinting at. But that was a little, 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 little something in the crumbs there, that quote. I think I could be wrong. Maybe that's because I'm just hearing what I want to hear, which the majority of the time actually happens. Uh, I'm just hearing what I want to hear. I think he's talking about some sort of trade, right? Like, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take it as that. I didn't see it as that at all. I the quotes more and more I look at it, they're so dumb. They're really dumb. It's something you and I would say if we had yeah. a camera in front of our face, for sure. Uh, I think one of the bigger things of spring training, and I don't know if people who are casually paying attention know how bad fanatics in Nike have ruined Major League Baseball uniforms. How do you get paid to make jerseys and fuck them up that bad? I don't, you know what I mean, Avery? I, I don't get how you get paid to make jerseys. That's your, that's your, that's your thing is merch. And you fuck it up as bad as they do. It's honestly impressive. Like yeah. these jerseys, look, okay, look at the back behind me. That's one, that Bassett jersey. Sorry, that, that Bassett jersey right here. This is a game-worn jersey. Look how clean that looks, right? Yeah. Like the 40, the Bassett, easy to read, goes over the back, or like nice. This isn't what it's going to look like next year. No. They're Nowhere not stitched near. anymore, I'm pretty sure. They are royally fucking this up, and I'm not excited to see how bad these jerseys look. Like, they they look terrible. Like, the yeah. Verlander one I saw today, I saw Fuzzy tweet it. Um, terrible. Yeah. There's a Josiah Gray picture as well. And Josiah Gray has a four-letter last name, and it is the smallest thing of all time. It looks like the jerseys that you used to wear when you were younger. So I I don't understand why they fucked it up. And our friend, Inside Source, um, I asked him, I said, okay, how bad are the jerseys? Because it's something I love, jerseys, uniforms. He said they're really not that bad. I think he they're probably lighter, so he might like that as a pitcher. But you can't make alterations to them like you used to. That are the pants, apparently. Yeah. And that is brain dead for someone who maybe wants more length somewhere, um, bigger back end to it. That's not being able to customize them or make alterations is the stupidest thing I've heard of all time. Absurd. 
especially like with how specific big league players are with how they like their pants to fit, how they like their jerseys to fit, how like you, they don't really manufacture those exact sizes. You kind of have to alter that stuff is fucking crazy. It's like you're playing Juco and the number you get is what size Jersey you have to wear. It's like yeah. the same thing. Nothing you can do about it. So that is an embarrassment to major league baseball. Just so brain dead, so dumb. I, I, I'll never understand it, but um, it just, it's unbelievable. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about, obviously, uh, I don't really care about the irrelevance out of some barter stuff. I know you put that on there. I just, yeah, I mean, that was just, I don't really care. Case. I don't really care for it. Um, Calvin Biggio, left shoulder tendonitis, will be out for a couple weeks here. 2B1, broken heart. I mean, no, not even a couple of weeks. I, I don't think it's that big of a, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It just sucks to hear even injury news. I mean, Sorry to Kyle Bradish, who is missing. Oh, my God, the Orioles, man. How many injuries did they yeah. have today? That was awesome to see. That was really awesome to see. hate to see it. But, yeah, um, it's it's a nothing thing. I, it just we're in a good spot right now. All of our starter pit, all of our starting pitchers through today, right? All of our bullpen guys through today, I believe, are, are throwing tomorrow. Um, did PFPs. We're in a good spot. And we're quickly forgetting, man. Jose Brio is still on this team. We haven't talked about him in a very long time. What a no. year he had last year. Uh, great number three guy. Kikuchi backing him up and then potentially Manoa in the five with maybe like a three, five, four this year or whatever. We know what his potential probably is, but how good he can be. So we're in a good spot, man. We're in a really, really good spot pitching wise. I just, I need hitters to show up now. I need to see BP videos. I need to see live BPs. Um, I need to see that. I want to see, I want to see Vladdy get a home run off Jimmy Garcia. <laughs> That's what I want to fucking see, you know. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so I'm excited. I like I said, we are a couple weeks out from spring training. Gate 14 boys will be there March 1st to 6th. Uh, I'm excited to see baseball live again, man. Uh, I can't believe we've made it through this off season. Uh, the next nine days away or eight days away, I believe, from the first game. Uh, we'll be watching it, tuned in, dialed in. There's I a lot. So- Sports heads is. Uh- 26 games, right? Yeah, they're they're airing pretty much every spring training game, I believe. Yeah. And so, I guess actually last lucky. you went with this, I'll go into the Shy Davidi stuff. Uh I guess we'll talk about it. So obviously for the listeners that don't know that if you don't know, I don't know how. I mean, those that video has so many fucking so many views. Uh of people some people dunking on me, some people on my side. But Shy Davidi dropped an article with Ricky Tiedemann three days after our podcast. The our quotes from the article are some people called Ricky Tiedemann an N- NPC, which is kind of funny. Uh, because he answers the questions the exact same way. Uh, he answered the questions in our interview the same way he did with him. I thought he stole the quotes. Uh, the quotes are the the article, Avery. I asked you because you kind of like are the like the angel on my shoulder, like Johnny, relax. You even said it doesn't really make it clear he interviews him, right? You said yeah. that in the interview. Yeah. Or when I'm when I was talking to you about it. So anyway, I mean, he, used, he used the word fried, and he used it with him, and he used it with us. And yes. I thought that was just an odd word to use twice in a row because the quotes are pretty much basically the same. Maybe they just asked the same questions and that's what he got, which is the same thing. Like, And he, I didn't think he said, he made it clear that he interviewed him. He said in a recent interview. Exactly. I think I meant, talked to him on the phone and we agreed to disagree. I made it very clear to him. If you read the article, you can't tell, right, that he interviewed the guy. He said, that's how we talk in the industry. I said, well, hate to break it to you, man. Like 95% of the readers that read your articles, they're not in the fucking industry. 
and they're not going to be able to tell that you saying in a recent interview means you interviewed him, right? And he used that as a teaching point. He's like, all right, maybe I'll word this differently, all that. So, um, anyways, yeah, I, 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 I came out with the tweet. He did not. He did not steal quotes from the Gate 14 podcast. So, at ease, but what a day it was on Twitter yesterday. I mean, um, it's awesome to see the support we get, uh, especially with something if, if anyone does us wrong, and it's actually they do. I pray for their mentions on Twitter. It's going to be really, really bad. Uh, so, as you know, man, I love you guys. Uh, we're here. We are fucking here. I'm not going to be as excited. I'm not as excited as I am for that potential opening day or for that opening day podcast, the pre-podcast for opening day, but I'm getting there. Uh, we're close. So love you guys, man. Uh, gate 14 forever. Let's have ourselves a weekend. Enjoy the long weekend, by the way. Uh, Avery, any last words for the people? No, we'll still come out with something for the weekend or yeah, for Monday, Sunday. but, uh, no, this is a, this was a big news dump. Think it would have been a disservice not to have anything out today. Um, love you guys.